Good evening, everybody. Would you believe it? We were timed to start at 10, and we have been watching Russell Brand's response. This is breaking news worldwide right now. I'm looking at the headline in the Daily Mail just minutes ago. Russell Brand breaks silence after being accused of beep and beep beep and says he has faced an extraordinary and distressing week. And as you can see from the image on the screen, we're about to play the video, Russell's response. And I'm going to get Ron Swanson's response to Russell's second video. If you didn't see Ron Swanson on the channel last night, Ron Swanson for years has gone after the monsters who harm women and kids. He's actuated in the real world operations that have took some of these beasts down. So he's hardcore against anyone who commits crimes of this nature. But there's a, there's a much bigger picture with Russell Brand that seems to be manifesting day by day, especially with the UK government's involvement in contacting all of these platforms, which seems way overreach just on the basis of allegations. And Ron's YouTube channel link is at the top of the description box. And he was on the live last night as we crossed over 800,000 subs on this channel. So huge right. thank you. Huge thank you, everyone, for being with us yet again for Russell Brand News. Yeah. And this is massive that he has just responded. So you've just watched the video, Ron. Thanks for joining us again. Yeah, you just watched the video. What, what's, your, what's your initial reaction? I think you know yourself. What was it that your lawyers told you? Keep your mouth shut, right, in times like, you know, when, when things like this happen. So I think this is the best possible response. He has commented on the action that's been taken against him by higher powers and how everyone can find him. I think that's the last we'll hear of him on YouTube. I think that was possibly up there in the top five response videos ever on YouTube for just shut up, tell us where we can find you, and that's that. Now, it's interesting that the points he spoke on, um, picked on the government and picked on Big Pharma and picked on um, a lot of, you know, issues that some people would call tinfoil hatty or conspiracy. And once we've dissected this and gone through this, I'm going to present you guys this evening with some more food for thought on this case. And it's very important because a lot of you may never have had experiences with some of the things I'm going to touch on. And I think it's important that we open our minds and educate ourselves a little bit. So, Sean, let's let's get started. Yeah, do you want me to just talk about what the news stories are saying before we play the video? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, why don't we play the video and then we'll dive into the news as a response and see what everybody's thinking because I think that's what everything is circulating around for this first part, I would think. All right, put a one in the chat, viewers. If you've already seen Russell Brand's response, put a two in the chat. If you've not yet seen it and this, you will be viewing it for the first time right now. And we will, st I'll do it in sections. We'll watch some and we'll stop, pause, and get uh, our, collect our thoughts on it. An extraordinary and distressing week. And I thank you very much for your support and for questioning the information that you've been presented with. By now, you're probably aware that the British government have asked big tech platforms to censor our online content and that some online platforms have complied with that request. What you may not know is that this happens in the context of the Online Safety Bill, which is a piece of UK legislation that grants sweeping surveillance and censorship powers, and it's a law that has already been passed. 
online safety bill, Ron. Have you heard of this? Listen, I've not heard of this, but it, it, there's there's so many bizarre bills. There was one that was passed in the Second World War to control media for national security um, that has been applied to the Dumblain case. And it basically says you're not allowed to discuss anything and it's sealed for like 100 years. It's very peculiar. Um, but this act that, or this, this law that's being used against Russell Brand, I mean, of course, there's going to be ways to to manipulate the finer print of what the, these legislations are in place for because I imagine they're being so, sort of bent a little bit to apply to Russell. What do you think? So let's have a look at the specific definition of the online safety bill on the UK government's website. And they're claiming Britain makes internet safer as online safety bill finished and ready to become law. It has been signed off by the Houses of Parliament and will become law soon. It will make the UK the safest place in the world to be online by placing new duties on social media companies, honouring our manifesto commitment. Manifesto, that reeks of Chairman Mao. The bolstered bill has been strengthened through debate with firmer protections for children, more control for adults and clarity for social platforms. The online safety bill has today, as in Tuesday 19th of September, passed its final parliamentary debate and is now ready to become law. This major milestone means the government is within touching distance of delivering the most powerful child protection laws in a generation, while ensuring adults are better empowered to take controls of their online lives while protecting our mental health. The bill takes a zero-tolerance approach to protecting children and makes sure social media platforms are held responsible for the content they host. If they do not act rapidly to prevent and remove illegal content and stop children seeing material that is harmful to them, such as bullying, they will face significant fines that could reach billions of pounds. In some cases, their bosses may even face prison. The bill has undergone considerable parliamentary scrutiny in both the houses and come out with stronger protections for all. Tech Sec Ritari Michelle Donnellan said, The online safety bill is a game-changing piece of legislation. Today, this government is taking an enormous step forward in our mission to make the UK the safest place in the world to be online. I am immensely proud of what we have achieved with this bill. Our common sense approach will deliver a better future for British people by making sure that what is illegal offline is illegal online. It puts protecting children first, enabling us to catch keyboard criminals and crack down on the heinous crimes they seek to commit. I am deeply thankful to the tireless campaigning and efforts of parliamentarians, survivors of abuse and charities who have all worked relentlessly to get this bill to the finishing line. Without this groundbreaking legislation, the safety of children across the country would be at stake and the internet would remain a wild west of content, putting children's lives and mental health at risk. Zero, zero tolerance, protecting kids, blah, blah, blah. And social media platforms are expected to, and they list them, remove illegal content quickly or prevent it from appearing in the first place, including content promoting self-harm. Prevent children from accessing harmful and age-inappropriate content. Enforce age limits and age-checking measures. Ensure the risks and dangers posed to children on the largest social media platforms are more transparent, including by public risk assessments. 
provide parents and children with clear and accessible ways to report problems online when they do rise. Now, Ron, you know, that sounds like it's protecting kids on the yeah. surface. I'm itching. I'm itching to chime in here because exactly what I imagine you're going to say there is they're using uh, a subject child safety, which is a major issue uh, across the world, obviously, as their spearhead for this. But this this will be the next stage in online passports and having to, you know, have an online... Now, listen, don't get me wrong. Internet passports, one world currency, global government, you know, microchips in your hand. None of this is a bad idea. It's just the people in charge are just a neo-fascist evil cult. That's the problem. It's not that these ideas aren't great. I mean, we've all seen utopian movies with societies that have come together and embraced all of this one-worldness, right? It looks fantastic, but it's the people in charge that are the problem, right? And this this will be a way of getting the, 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 the dangerous truth the media that is against real, the regular media down without or risk of being sued. That's basically what it's going to be. It's going to be all of the dangerous uh, content, the illegal content, but stuff that goes against the government, free speech, having the ability to question is really what I'm getting from that because they're saying illegal and dangerous. Dangerous to who? They're mentioning children, but I imagine national security can get thrown into this if somebody's questioning... Uh, a government statement who has big reach. Now, it's interesting that when uh, an individual gets so big in the US or the UK and they go against the system, if they're big enough to sway an election, that's when a takedown starts to happen. Uh, and that is, I believe, one of the, the possibilities that we're seeing here. We're going to discuss a lot more after this. But, I mean, what do you think? I mean, that's basically what's going to happen, right? I mean, this is, this is one step closer to the, the web passport. Everything that is introduced that reduces our freedoms is introduced under the fake ruse of protecting us. We're protecting the kids. You know, we're protecting society. Do this, take that, because otherwise, if you don't play ball, then these kids are going to get hurt or society is going to get hurt in some way. But... In actuality, it just gives the government more control over its population. Yeah, 100%. Somebody in the side chat said, microchips in your hand, a good idea. What are you talking about? All of this, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not being funny, but if it wasn't for the fear of the government blowing my head or my hand off, all of this integrating technology into yourself, in my opinion, I, I mean, I'm all for that sort of thing. It's the people in charge of it that are the problem. So I'm not advocating for these things. I'm saying to you, I'm just saying, if we if we weren't run by a bunch of evil pieces of crap, these would be great. I mean, I, I'm constantly losing stuff, bank cards, keys. So just being able to like touch something with my hand in some space age way, great. Sadly, the people in charge of it all would ruin it for everyone. That's the that's really my point here. So yeah, yeah. All right. If you have just joined the chat, we've quickly gone over a thousand in the live. Yeah. We are responding to Russell Brand's second video. Last video was Friday, and he has been completely quiet Mm -hmm. since the allegations, and now he's just posted a short video on his YouTube channel, which looks like his swan song as he asks everyone to follow him on Rumble. 
Yep. So we're going to continue our analysis of this video yeah, now. Cool. And he did, you can see the stress in his face. Yeah, man. I also don't imagine you've heard of the Trusted News Initiative. Now, as is often the case when a word like trusted is used as part of an acronym to describe an unelected body, trust is the last thing you should be offering. The Trusted News Initiative is a collaboration between big tech and legacy media organisations to target, control, choke and shut down independent media organisations like this one. We'll be talking about that on our show on Monday on Rumble. But just to give you an idea of what the TNI is, this is a quote from one of their spokespeople. Because the actual real rivalry now is not between the BBC and CNN globally, it's actually between all trusted news providers and digital platforms. It's clear that these organisations collaborate in constructing narratives, whether that's around the war or the pandemic. And of course, there are other examples. And it's very clear to me that we have to be very, very cautious indeed. That's why... Let me just look at TNI, what it says here. BBC have said the TNI is a partnership founded by the BBC. Oh, wow. Wow. That is... Do you know what? It's, it's interesting because one of the points we're going to get on to is it's a bit interesting that the company that made the documentaries Channel 4, a couple of the witnesses and the survivors, uh, alleged survivors, work for Channel 4. And we're going to touch on a point as to why I now think that documentary was made. I'm sorry, I'm digressing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, uh, Sean. Um, but it's interesting now that the BBC is starting a foundation because they just want to help. Really, what they want to do is have control over what the new media puts out there. And they're going to, and it's, in, it's very clever. It's the same same way they went with the copyright laws where they're holding the platforms responsible and not so much the uploader so for example youtube uh will you know if, if let's say i put a, a, a chili pepper song and they claim my video they get all the revenue that's how it works that was the deal that was that was worked out and i i i it's good like i say it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out on youtube if they're going to completely take his channel away because i believe they learned their lesson from backlash with tate by just completely deleting him uh, and i think they're taking a slightly softer approach and just cutting off uh, the revenue where uh, we're with with russell you know just to expand on the trusted news initiative a little bit just to let the viewers understand the members involved, founded by the BBC, includes organizations, organizations from around the globe, AP, AFP, BBC, CBC, Radio Canada, European Broadcasting Union, Financial Times, Information Futures Lab, Google YouTube, The Hindu, The National Media Group, Meta, Microsoft, Thomson Reuters, Reuters Institute for the Study of Journalism, Twitter, The Washington Post, Compass, Indonesia, Dawn, Pakistan, India Express, NDTV India, ABC Australia, SBS Australia, NHK Japan. The mission statement, TNI members work together to build audience trust and to find solutions to tackle challenges of disinformation. By including media organizations and social media platforms, it is the only forum in the world of its kind 
designed to take on disinformation in real time. Our most recent conference took place in London and Delhi in March 2023. And what they do, they list four things. Fast alert against the most harmful disinformation. Discuss trends. Media education and shared learnings. Engineering solutions. So there you that have it. This sounds super dodgy in every possible way of dodginess. Sounds like the death rattle of the dinosaur media versus the new death media. Rattle of the <laughs> wow, that was a belter. Uh, I just want to say, am I all right to just be clicking on some people's comments uh, as you're reading this stuff out to put them up on the of screen? Of course, and I'll, yeah. I'll continue with Russell while you do that. Uh, yeah, nice. I'm asking you to follow me on Rumble. Rumble have made a clear commitment to free speech, and Rumble is the primary platform that we will be streaming from. We'll be back this Monday, and as usual, we'll be talking about deep state and corporate collusion and how ordinary democracy is anathema now, how it's shut down, ignored and avoided. We'll be talking about a military-industrial complex that is able to facilitate and start wars that seem sometimes to be little more than money laundering operations. And that's with all respect to the hundreds of thousands of victims of the numerous ongoing wars in the world at the moment. What, what, what I like about this part of what he's saying, Ron, yeah. he's basically saying to the big boys that he believes are conspiring to take him down, I ain't shutting up. I'm going to continue yeah. to call you out. Of course. You... <laughs> I'm going to put good money on it that that window behind Russell is about three inches thick. And this is a very secure building that he's in. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if this was a deep basement because this is, this is going to be interesting because unlike Andrew Tate, who does nothing to help himself, right? Russell has played this very carefully. And um, I'm going to be watching his podcast for the first time on Monday. I'm not going to lie. Like, I am going to be watching this like a hawk because... Uh, there's something we're going to discuss after we've dissected this that I genuinely believe could be a real the reality of all of this, and it's depressing, it's sad, and it's it is just how things go sometimes. But I think this is, like I say, the best response he could have possibly done, and he kept it short, he kept it sweet, he just let us know where to go, and he basically gave a metaphorical finger to everybody that he believes is behind this, and. You know, that always works out real well for people when they do that, Sean. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens here. But I think the major thing for people to to focus on, right, is one of the major counter um, tactics that's used is making you lot, the, the chat, argue amongst yourself. They want you to argue over the finer points that really don't matter. What matters is we have four alleged victims and we have massive corporations who seem to be acting very shadily, not only with the timeline of when this was released, but also uh, the way they made this documentary. And like I say, we're going to go over that uh, after this. One thing also as well, this is this is quite important, and apologies, I never pre-warned Sean about this. I just want to tell the audience, I, I have a, a, a neurodiverse brain, and sometimes when I'm talking to you guys, uh, it will just erase everything that I was just saying and it's almost like I, I can know I can't remember what I was saying and usually 
I have a little panic and I start talking about something else. But from now, I'm going to mention that it's happened so that Sean can tell me exactly where I was going with it. But that's something that's getting a little bit harder as time's going on for me to kind of control is this like brain. It's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's part of my neuro, neurodiversity. So that's fun for us all to have to deal with now. Um, so anyway, here's, yeah, the back- here's, here's the alternative side to that. And it's from Matt. Thanks for the super chat. Thank you. With all due respect, he's using his discussions about the deep state to conflate from the allegations. People will gobble it up, though. Cult leader. Uh, Very we did have we had we had, ste- we had steeples on earlier, and steeples. You know, we've had. I think we've had way more people on that have supported Russell. Steeples was dead set against Russell. He did say that Russell deserves due court process before he's judged uh, on the criminal allegations but people are saying that Russell for years has been building up this following now knowing that this would come down someday to this to shield himself and have this cult leadership martyrdom when the day arose can we can we just focus on this comment that was made there for a second I think that's a really Let's just for a second just just discuss this 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 super chat because let's just go into a debate forum style mindset where we're just imagining that that's what's happening. That I believe it would have releasing the documentary if uh, there wasn't an ulterior motive. I'm not saying there is. Would almost be giving him the ammunition in order to avoid the accusations, if that makes sense. And I think it's a very interesting point because that's exactly what could be happening. He could be deflecting. And, you know, we could all be gobbling up the fact that it's very easy for 6 million people on YouTube to have a majority vote that new media is the bad guy here. Um, It's a very interesting comment. It's a very, 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 very good point. Very good point. Yeah, but I think the fact that he's not backed down, because when I saw him on Friday and he said, you know, this is what's about to happen, I thought because he used to post a video every single day and he completely stopped doing that, I thought, well, if they were trying to shut him up, it's mission accomplished. It looks like he has gone away, but... I reckon that he's been running all this through his legal team. I think yeah. it was in the chat someone asked earlier whether the statement, what he's just, what we're playing right now, whether that would have been written by his lawyer. I think he would have drafted it, had the lawyer look at it, had his legal team look at it, he would have made some adjustments, got it approved, and he's just come out with it. But the fact that he's just called all of these huge, powerful, interests out shows he's got some cojones yeah and i think or a fucking brilliant genius marketing department that needs to put out (laughs) the most cliffhanger advert for his podcast ever like like, i'm just saying like it's all good to frame it like this but if we dial it back this is about money this is about directing and redirecting to revenue streams and listen 
We, I've, I've spoken to serial killers who are so narcissistic that you wouldn't believe. Look at the, the case of, I can't remember the guy's name, the really charismatic serial killer in the 70s that w represented himself as his own lawyer because he was so deluded in, in, in his own ways. We, we, we can't, we can't mis, misinform the public based off of how we feel because I want to just sit here and go along with the whole new media uh, narrative, but I can't. Because there's so many things that need to still be dissected. And like I say, once we're done with this, I'm going to hopefully blow some people's minds with something. Ted Bundy, thank you, yes. Good point. But don't you think, Ron, there's so much at stake right now that it's gone beyond money? I think if you look at the personal wealth he's probably accrued over the years, right now he's fighting for his reputation. Of course. I'm, I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just throwing spanners in the works because it's easy to get stuck in an echo chamber. And <laughs> like, I'm the guy that periodically asks all my friends if they're gay, just in case they're they are, and they don't know how to tell people. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? It's given it's given your brain a jolt, and we have to keep it we have to keep it real, okay? What in 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 your theory, you're saying you know it was a well worded, well put together um, response with his team. Well, my argument is the same team, but from the marketing side, it's just a different side of the coin. You're going more with the 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 white knight. I'm going more the the dirty devil on his car on his shoulder because, arguably, that's what he has done. He's put out a fantastic cliffhanger of an advert for his podcast. Due to unforeseen circumstances, he has not let it, the the opportunity go to waste. Of course, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he's, but, he's turned he's turned it into the marketing opportunity of the century. I'm not saying that's. I'm not saying I think that's what he's done. I'm just saying <laughs> like that could be what he's done. He, he, but also, I completely agree with what you're saying about his response. It's fantastic, and he and it is a slap to the face. He could be innocent, could be guilty. I'm very much. It's very confusing. It's a confusing conversation with me about this. But like I say, we'll we'll get to we'll get to what I think next. All right, let me continue the video. Then let's here we go. Call to Rumble. We'll be talking about the role of Big Pharma and how Big Pharma have been able to influence government policy around the world and how they've been able to evade due liability and necessary scrutiny how they've been able to avoid media investigation that perhaps ought to be due them. And of course, we'll be talking about media corruption and censorship. So please follow me on Rumble, because that's the only way that we can keep our voice. You can go to rb.rumble.com to support me directly and keep me and our channel independent. And I need your support now more than ever and more than I ever imagined I would. So follow me. Support our channel if you can, if it's within your means. Which means but give me your money. More important than any of that is that you please, if you can, stay free. Interesting that he mentioned about Big Pharma because when I wrote my series of books deconstructing the war on drugs, that led me right to the doorstep of Big Pharma. And if you go back and look how the drug laws were introduced, the very first laws against the green were the pharmaceutical societies of California didn't want people growing free medicine in their own backyards. And then Harry Anslinger brought it all in at the federal level. And one of the major lobby groups at that time when we had fledgling pharmaceuticals, fledgling petrochemical industries, 
they all wanted to eliminate the competition and to this and to this day that's why the green's been held as a schedule one substance in america because that's where big pharma wants it to be so yeah we've got another interesting super chat here thanks kareen no matter he has to be investigated not by social media or this chat but by the police we have a justice system for this the media is not the place to adjudicate crimes well said I'm going to ruin your night, Kieran, when we get to the points I'm going to make, sadly. So stay tuned for some rage, sadly. Uh, but I completely agree with you, 100%. Yeah, we're absolutely not taking away from people who've been through this monstrous crimes. And this channel in particular, we are focused on interviewing survivors of these crimes. We're probably one of the channels that has interviewed the most survivors of these crimes. And our mission is to expose these monsters and if russell brand under the full scrutiny of the law in a fair trial situation if all the evidence did come down against him and he was convicted of the r word you know my opinion of him and how i feel about him is going to change drastically but he does have a presumption of innocence until then of course and we've got to allow not trial by media, but allow the judicial process to take its natural cause. So, yep, totally agree with you with that comment, and thank you for the super chat. Can I just throw a spanner in your works there? Go for it. Please do. I, I love this, man. We've got to bounce, bounce, spanners, just, bounce a spanner off my head if you want. <laughs> I, just, I just want to put out there what just happened there. Sean just said a, a, a great a great not speech, but you said some fantastic words there. We were all kind of drawn in and it was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's stand by him because the truth isn't out and we know that. So let's flip the coin. Those four women that gave those statements surely deserve the same approach as we just suggested that we give to Russell, right? They do, and but so they've chose anonymity and he, Russell was never given an option for anonymity. Interesting. I, I completely agree with you there, but in fact, you know what? Let's let's wrap this section up, and then because that's that's a key point of what I'm going to be talking about in a minute is the anonymity and who these people are. But I'm just throwing that out there. It, we need to until we until you have made your own mind up, okay? And I'm not going to be making my mind up. I'm going to be pre presenting theories that are encased in what ifs, and we're we're going to go down that. But I honestly think I may have figured out what's going on here. So. Just want to give a shout out. We've got 2K in the chat right now. If you've just joined us, we're talking about the breaking news whereby Russell Brand has just posted a second video on his channel. He's been silent since Friday. Headline Headlines include Russell Brand breaks silence after being accused of beep and beep and says he has faced an extraordinary and distressing week. We have played the video. It's on his channel We've got Ron Swanson with us. Ron Swanson specializes in going after the monsters who prey on kids and women. And the link to his channel is at the top of the description box. Please support his important work. All right, so where would you like to go next, Ron? I would like to just hit you with some stuff, okay? Uh, the first thing is after the chat last night, I contacted two friends of the, the channel that are friends of, you, friends of yours who are ex-policemen. Right, And I asked them if they'd seen the documentary. They had. I said, 
if this was the level of evidence that was presented to you as a police officer, if somebody came in and done the same statements to you, what would be your course of action? And they would, they said, well, there's nothing to go on. It's just a story. Then I said to them, how do you feel about the documentary? And they're, they categorically told me, and this is policemen, that the, any legal uh, court hearing is now never going to happen because the, all of the, the, the case is completely destroyed. Uh, it just will not, it will not happen, right? So I think Channel 4 knew this. I think Channel 4, this, this is one of my theories. I think that if there's a possibility that there is a survivor story, and they're trying to suppress all of these accusations that allegedly happened when Russell Brand was working there, as seen in the documentary. I think a police investigation that ha would have happened through the courts would have left Channel 4 way more vulnerable, having to tell way more things than if they destroyed the court case by putting out the documentary, knowing, maybe even saying to these girls it would bolster their case or whatever, but putting it out there knowing it was going to destroy the case and destroy Russell. Now, what if one of the stories out of the four is real? What if there was something, let's say the girl who went to the R Word Center story is real for a second, or the 16-year-old is real. You can pick whatever one. And the rest were led, feeding people the, the narrative convincing them that something possibly did happen to them. How could that possibly happen, you ask me? Well, if any of you have ever been into the substances that Russell has been into, and if any of you have ever engaged in hanky-panky, consensually, on substances, um, you may wake up the next day and talk to the person you consensually interacted with and be like, oh, I just remembered what we did last night. And I don't mean the act. I mean, oh, do you remember when we were on the kitchen counter and you ate the Mueller yogurt out of my ear? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like a weird moment that happened can come back to them. But because it's a positive experience, there's no stress or worry. But if you have an experience 10 years ago and it's fueled by substances, there's a good chance you might not remember exactly what happened and you might remember moments that you can't remember consenting to because it's been a while you were on substances and life has happened and life is something that can change your memory if you go through a horrendous um you know horrendous partners a horrendous spell in life it can taint your memory and it can almost make you want to find someone to blame for the pain you now believe that you're, you're, you're in. Now, it sounds horrible to say that people might not remember consenting to certain things, but there's a big difference between having a consensual act and then remembering parts that you might not have remembered at the time and construing that with something that was non-consensual over the space of time. And... It's very important that even though you may never have indulged in these yourself, you have to understand that that is an actual reality. There is a name for that. Um, it's, uh, you know, chem-S as, as what is known in, in the world. And it sounds a lot like Russell was into that, 
But if you're not into that, but you go along with it because you're banging Russell Brand, you might not realize the after effects and how the memories can be affected and things like this. And if you go on to have lots of horrible experiences with Russell, memories can get even further twisted, especially if substances are, are, are involved. So what if all the girl's stories are real, but the 16-year-old and the girl who works at Channel 4, let's put them to the side. What about if the other two girls um, had misconstrued memories? What if it was moments that came back? Because I think it's very interesting how long they waited, that they've not gone through the, the police, and that the documentary was made by Channel 4. Two of the witnesses work for Channel 4. The main story about this, one of the survivors worked for, is now working for Channel 4. So my conclusion for if it's all real, I believe they've purposely destroyed these women's cases, if it is real, to, to, to keep themselves safe from a massive government probe into what could be a massive, a much bigger story. That's the wow. first point I'd like to make. What, what do you think about those points, Sean? I've not heard that. I like the original thought processes involved here. Yeah. Okay. And you said that you came to this conclusion by running the questions to two of the ex-cops that we've interviewed on this channel. I'd be curious uh, uh, to, to know who they are. I imagine one would be John Wedger. Yeah, John Wedger, and uh, I, I pitched it to the other John as well. But it's, it's the the problem is, is I said this last night before I even spoke to them that as a YouTuber, I know, and I've not had any journalistic media training on law or anything like that, but I know what my limitations are. I mean, I even said with John and I on the two like next episode of Crime Theory, we ask for you guys to contact us. And we say, you know, we're going to tell your stories, but in places where we can't back things up with police records and stuff, we will have to change names because it's the right thing to, to do when all you're coming to me with is a story. And I'm a dumbass, and I figured that out. So I can damn well sure tell you that the people at Channel 4 knew. And if they were all real, and all of this has got massive amounts of evidence, and I believe then they have went, into uh, damage control mode and they want to control the narrative by destroying the case and putting out all of this uh, evidence, destroying, trying to destroy Russell Brand. But this is not about the victims. This is about tightening up media and using him as a way to change legislation and tighten things up, but mainly to silence him. Now, I often argue with the people that talk about age of consent in this country, about 16-year-olds and things like this, right? It's frustrating because for me, I, I, I always uh, wonder about the, the young people that get signed up to the army at 16, you know, that were just as easily, you know, manipulated into doing this. We never really speak of that because we, we, we like to sort of, Take the age of consent and what is legally an adult here and and, and spin how young they are. And I, I, I believe it's very young as well. Um, but we have to remember that Russell Brand has nothing to do with children in this these accusations. Now, here's an interesting one for you, Sean. What if, back in the day, Russell saw a bunch of horrible things at a man-on-the-island-style party, okay, and thought, I want nothing to do with this? 
one thing you could do if you wanted the world to make damn sure you weren't into underage kids is spend every night with a different woman, flaunt it across the newspapers, become shagger of the year, and lean into that side of your life to almost be uh, so into women who are of you know legal age that you know you wouldn't even think about it because i i genuinely believe that he refused entry to a club i believe that there is a price to pay for a lot of these celebrities and one theory could be that he had seen something that he didn't like and wanted to be so over the top that nobody could possibly even uh, accuse him of that you know and it's a very loose theory but it's you know you know adhd there's a lot of things in there um, well I, um that theory was posited years ago by alex jones who oh, really? said yeah he said that basically when russell was with katie perry yeah. that opportunity arose okay for Makes him sense. and alex jones said that he himself had been approached to join the club but to join the club you had to partake in certain activities at these parties or rituals and these activities were often filmed and could be used against you so you know the way russell dropped out of hollywood and came back and he was just in his in his uh own grassroots entity yeah. exposing the NWO, etc. It does seem that something happened that we don't know about, something possibly happened. This is just wild speculation, but there's oh, a possibility sure. that he was privy when he was in the mix with Katy Perry to see yep. the inside operations of the machine. I, I, do you know what? I, I half, as I finished my sentence, thought to myself, mate, you've just thrown out some madness there. But that really ties in. That would be the, the window of opportunity um, for that because I think that theory doesn't really heavily so much apply. You don't really hear much of the the enlightened um, stuff directly in the UK. It's a lot of it is Hollywood and LA-based because of the, the magnitude of the business out there. But anybody who thinks that Maybe talking about the the you know the the NWO and things is a bit far fetched. Just look at what's going on in music concerts right now. Okay, just 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 pay attention to it because there is some really really weird stuff going on with uh, concerts and music right now. That just just go watch it. Just go watch it. It's weird. Um, so my next point. Okay. Obviously, we've talked about how substances can change how you remember things, and time can do that. Um, One second. Okay, so let's say he didn't do any of this, and this is all fabricated. Is it possible to put out a documentary and protect those people who have said all those things that are now not true? Well, technically, yes. Yes, you could, because... You've been given the information from them. They've requested their anonymity. And what's stopping them emigrating to New Zealand, Mexico, and doing, and disappearing forever? Oh, we'll try and find them. You know, we couldn't, we, you know, we can't tell them to stay put. And they're gone. What is, what is going to be the comeback? Because if 
if they've presented this evidence and they can't uh, bring these these individuals back in, I don't really think Russell Brand's going to be able to counter sue or do anything about this because I think the legislation that's going to be put in place is going to be counter um, counter not counterproductive is the wrong word, but it's going to hinder a lot of what he's going to try and do to to prove his innocence, whether it's in or out of court. What, what, do you, what do you think, if if all of this is made up, How what, what do you think the likelihood is it could be proven, for one, and it would go to court? I think that to justify the government's action and to completely wipe any support from Russell Bland from the face of the earth... The vested interest would want this to go to court and for it to go the whole way and for him to be found guilty. Now, you know, one of the things that made me suspicious about this whole situation was when the mainstream news outlets reported it, the headline of these allegations throughout the entire world in exactly the same way they did it with Julian Assange. Because yeah. when, when they did it with Julian Assange, I was reporting on that case and I stood up for Julian Assange. I smelt a rat and I got 10 times more backlash than I've yeah. got from the having people on who are supportive of Russell Brand. And in fact, if you look at Russell Brand's followers on his channel, they're going up tens of thousands this month, way more than usual showing that people are voting with the subscriptions that more people believe him and support him than don't. With Russell, with uh, Julian Assange, when I supported him, my girlfriend at the time was mad at me, my sister was mad at me, my parents had a word with me, because they'd all seen these really shocking headlines that made it sound like he was a pure R-word. Yeah. They didn't get into the details of the allegations whereby there was a um, discussion about whether he was going to wear a rubber or not wear a rubber and what happened and what didn't happen. Those charges were subsequently dropped. He wasn't found guilty of anything like that. And since then, public opinion around Julian Assange has swung so much in his favour that when we talk about that old story of the R word now, nearly everybody acknowledges that that was a hit job yeah it is my my because i was suspicious of that my question now is is russell brand at that same stage where assange was when those headlines first came down and what happens next if you're on that path because if they're going after you that hardcore they do want to keep you in the justice system Assange is still in the justice system in legal limbo, pending extradition to the US where he'll never get out. Is that a path they want to get Russell on? When we had Philip Schofield's lawyer on the other night, he said, worst case scenario, Russell Brand will be convicted in the UK of the R word or some crime and California under California state law. So he could potentially face two big criminal sentences in two separate legal jurisdictions. Now, what's interesting is that could all go ahead with no intention of getting a guilty verdict. 
but to completely cripple financially and mentally Russell Brand. I mean, we're, if we want to go full depth into this, we're talking about the US government and the British government. They're a little bit fucked, the two of those two, those two chaps in the playground. So we can't trust any of this. We can't trust any of it at all if we want to um, go into what they're capable of. But I, I genuinely think we've got the Assange case, the Tate case, and this case, where they've been trialing methods of silencing uh, new media, you know, influencers, social media people, whatever. And I think they, they messed up with Assange and Tate, and they've refined this down a bit more. But I, I believe that what messed up the Assange um, silencing was the American government involvement, because if you haven't seen Team America, that is pretty much what we're dealing with here. Um, so... I just, I just don't know. I mean, I, I, we can speculate all we want, but we're a bit further in the Assange case, whereas we're still in the same place as we were at the start with this. I think, again, I'm going to be tuning in on Monday to see what is said. I'm going to be paying attention to what's being said. And I think the first response, his first podcast back, I think we're going to have, even if he doesn't say it, whatever the topics are he's covering, I believe is going to be him telling us who he believes is behind all this, unless he just directly comes out and says it, of course. Um, but it's the court case for if he's guilty. I don't think any of us, if it, if it all turns out to be a big conspiracy and it's the media against him, I don't really think I'm going to care as much if it, if it turns out he's a monster and we've got all these victims because we need to see much harsher action for celebrities, people, people in power who abuse that. But being somebody who has a lot of SEX with a lot of women and then doesn't call them back doesn't mean he's an R-word, means he's a fucking piece of shit, but it doesn't mean he's doing anything illegal or, you know, or whatever. And I'm, I'm sorry, but half of these women who sleep with celebrities or people that have got clout, they have to understand, like, they're not the first one. Like, they're, look at the look at Motley Crue. Look at the whole um, you know girls on tour you know mentality of rock and roll. It's just that, except nobody got the memo that it was that. You know, whether you believe that he told them all that he was going to marry them or blah blah blah, whatever. None of that's illegal. It makes him a horrible bastard, but it doesn't make him any of the things he's been accused of. Or maybe he is. I don't know. It's one of them. Carry on, Sean. Sorry. Well, Katy Perry certainly got the last laugh. She just signed a deal this week for two, almost $200 million for her music. Um, anyway, we've got a very solid comment from Pia here that I'd like okay. to read and get your response to, Ron. Yeah, yeah. Many survivors wait for years or don't report for a myriad of reasons. Yeah. Time frame doesn't legitimize or disprove motive. Our Correct. gaze should be on the government. Listen completely nailed it okay there the, i think it's 15 percent of all r's are reported in the uk and there's less a percent of two percent conviction it is horrific what happens to women when these things happen and they go through the legal system it's completely messed up and horrendous um so yeah and that's i don't yeah my yeah my brain brain erased again there so that that, that was my point there Here's another one from TestTube43. I don't see a difference between Schofield and a runner age 17 and Russell with a runner age 16. Either they are both wrong or they are both okay. But there was more of a backstory, TestTube43, to the Schofield business because 
Schofield met that kid when he was doing a talk at a school. And to be corresponding with that kid after going and doing a school visit. And then there's a word for that that rhymes with the broom closet, which is a, which is a criminal act which Schofield has not been charged with or found guilty of because the Schofield stuff was, you know, you couldn't say anything against him because he checked into a mental facility. His mental health was at risk and he was part of mainstream and they just stopped reporting on it. But with Russell, you know, it's disgusting if this is true, what happened with the 16-year-old. I'm not taking away from that. But with Schofield, this was a kid that they first met when the kid was completely underage. Do you know, and- Sean, I need to interject here. This the Schofield case, we've got a face of the supposed victim. We've got timelines. We've got admissions. We've got all of this. It doesn't compare to Russell Brand's case because we have one side of a story and no faces. It's very difficult to compare the two and and try and, uh, you know, understand, um, you know, why one happened one way and one didn't because at this stage it's very very different and i think it's dangerous to compare cases where we have a different set of evidence that's been used if does that make sense and i know for a fact russell brand did school talks because i spoke at a school many years ago in north london and russell brand had spoke before me and they had to close the streets down because there was so much like, people so yeah. wanted to see him, see what was going on. But there's never been an allegation that he picked someone up out of a school, which is, looks like allegedly Schofield did. Now, yeah. if he, you know, met a 16-year-old and he sent a taxi to get her from a school, that's absolutely disgusting and monstrous. But in the UK, it, it's not a crime because of her age. So it doesn't constitute the R word in this country now. If it was in America, in some states, every state's it's got different laws. Yeah. If it's eighteen, that's statutory R. So yeah. he would have committed a criminal offence. So he was right on the border there of doing that. But as far as I'm aware with Schofield, that person was quite a few years under the age of consent when they first met. Yeah. Yeah. And Again, I'm not going to comment on the Schofield case, um, but yeah, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. And again, when we talk about the alleged 16-year-old being picked up from school, yeah, completely creepy. I mean, proper weird. And when she spoke about the way he would pick her up and all of this kind of stuff, it's 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 weird. You know, it's creepy. All right, on a more light-hearted note, Ron, who has got the more reptilian eyes, Russell Brand or Philip Schofield? <sighs> I don't know. I think the more fun thing is, can we just can we just put this video back to the start and can we put your best caption for this picture on screen now? Put your best <laughs> caption for what would be under the meme for this picture of Russell Brand. Please put <laughs> your best caption. Um, but again, for me, I just want to reiterate, please remember how memories can be can be skewed, how substances can jolt how your your memory works and all the rest of it and consider that a factor when we're uh when we're listening to these uh these these allegations because it's, it's an important one was russell ever on the island list what did he say i do to get on the hit list others mm. have also noticed the similar mo to assange and one said he has been assanged 
I think I said something similar. Yeah. Um, two or three days ago, we did a whole section on the parallels between Russell and Assange. So, a question from Andrew: If this does get to court, how is Russell Brand going to get a fair trial? As the well, government will blatantly interfere with a YouTube channel, it isn't beyond possibility that they do they will do the same with a court case. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a judge that is part of the same circle that okay, so in this answer, we're gonna say the media is completely against Russell Brand and has come for him. So the judge will be assigned will be part of the group, the inner circle group that uh, is the problem. So it won't be a fair trial, even if it goes, and it is a seem to be a fair trial. It's not a it's a rigged game. You understand? We're talking about the government. We're talking about the highest echelons of this horrific uh, department that runs our countries. It's it's the same all around the world. Gene spliced comment. Russell would indeed be too distracted by his case to dig up more damning ev evidence. <laughs> on the pharma military industrial complex and reveal to 12 plus million people. I mean, if I was a government and there was people running around with like 10, 12 million followers, I'd be crapping my pants as well if they were saying all the things that I was saying were untrue. I mean, I would be. So I'm just saying, I throw a lot of different uh, points of view out here, but if we were offline and one by one you asked me what my, my, my thoughts were, we're all thinking the same thing, just to be clear. It is. It's the modern day John Lennon, isn't it? Um... Dude, it's the totally the modern day John Lennon. I'm so glad you said that. Yes, 100%. 100%. Some of your captions, by the way, that you're putting in the side here are hilarious. Comment from Jim Andrews. Are we all becoming enemies of the state? A state that only wants to take away your fundamental rights. What did David I call that? The tiptoe into totalitarianism. Well, yeah. And we, we know they love to use uh, supposed crises as a way for... take you know Exchange your liberties for freedom. That's what they said after 9-11. Liberty is your freedom, okay? Like, you've got, we've got to remember this. Gotta remember this. There's a nice one about your channel. I subscribed to Ron's channel. I've been missing him for two years now, but my chemo brain couldn't think of his name to save my life. He's such an awesome guy. Thanks oh, thank for adding you. the channel link in description. Oh, thank no you. Worries. Thank you for your support. I've got a big project coming uh, as well. There's a lot of stuff heading towards uh, Halloween. We're back, but we're just in production levels. So thank you for your support. Comment from Johnny. I think it is quite possible that RB had used his fame to exploit beep situations yeah. with women i don't however think that he is a predator i also think he has been open and honest about it god i, I, I imagine I mean, he's looking back now at his clips and his jokes wishing he could scrub oh, them oh man the yeah i mean aha uh -huh. the cringe the cringe was the cringe wave was so real i mean testament to shock editing for uh, dispatches i mean really yeah, that joke with Savile really got a lot of people Oh, that, up I mean, arms. everybody that ever left a voice note or had a, re a recorded conversation with Savile will have just done their best to erase it from time after the Savile case, 100%. That was an unfortunate one, though. That does not bode well. Comment from What's His Face. Has anybody ever believed Channel 4 before this? They have a long history of lies. Look, the entire mainstream media told us that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Why we believe anything that they've ever said 
since then is beyond me. They are acting in the interests of huge international companies. Look at Halliburton, for one, how much money the contracts Bush gave down to Cheney, how much taxpayers' money was siphoned off. And the PR for that was done by all of the mainstream media entities in the world. Saddam had weapons of mass destruction. Saddam's soldiers were going into maternity wards, grabbing babies and dashing them on the floor was another huge news headline that did the rounds back then. I was just a kid. I think I was in my late teens and I was watching this stuff. Uh, Gulf War One, And yeah. I was horrified by these stories of what was happening to the babies. It was only when the internet came out and the activists came out uh, and they uncovered the origin, uh, the people who'd sourced those allegations about the maternity wards, it was all deconstructed and it was set up by a a, a PR agency that was furthering the interests of the war. Listen, uh, Joanne Taylor has just blown my freaking mind. He was taking the piss out of Savile. Holy shit. Let's now imagine... (laughs) <laughs> that he knew about Savile, and he's sitting there going, I can't believe that I'm saying I'm going to send a naked woman to him, and he's agreeing to this. Like, I've that just kind of my mind a little bit, and I'm seeing that whole conversation now in a possibility of a different light because that's a really interesting point. If you imagine Russell had witnessed something and he was almost spelling it out for us, that's a great point. That's a good point. That was a good point. I, I just want to say that that was that was a good one. Here's a funny question. Where would either of you rather be if this situation wasn't such a hot topic right now? Where would you rather be? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. What would, what would oh. I be doing right now? Um, I don't know. Probably editing something or sitting with my gorgeous other half, living my life. out. Maybe go outside, wherever that, wherever that is now. Um but yeah, now we've got too much. We've got too much to do, uh, especially when it comes to a story like this. And for me, again, even if I agree with all of you, we have to stay focused on what we know, what's real, and uh, you know, don't discount anything right now. I'd be bouncing baby Ziggy and burping him and giving him milk because he's an absolute milk monster. All right, so Sean and Ron, do you think Russell is guilty of the allegations based on your research by now? Fucking hell. Like, you don't want this to be a seven-hour live stream of me giving you scenarios <laughs> where I can answer that. So <laughs> I can't answer that. I, I am swaying towards this being an, amalgama- an amalgamation of truths and lies and hearsay being told as fact, but possibly there's some truth. But when I say truth, I mean, I believe that some of these women could believe what they think happened to them. But when again, when we factor in the time, we factor in substances, we factor in life, they could be remembering it wrong. But please do not think what I am saying is, if you're an, a victim of R, that... You know, you have to prove it or anything like that. We're talking about a documentary that was put out in the public eye. We're not talking about leaked conversations. We're talking about the actual piece of public footage. So 
I, I, I can't comment. And I, this is the sort of bullshit answer you're going to get every time you ask me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Well, I think that he's guilty of extremely disrespectful behavior towards women. Okay. I think that behavior was exacerbated by the very media companies that are Agreed. after him now, trying to destroy him now. It was exacerbated by them encouraging it, paying him to behave like that, monetizing it, getting views, getting sponsors. So his monstrous behavior was a product of those companies. It was yep. a product of that era. If you go back to the Benny Hill generation, you've got women running around in lingerie getting chased by dirty old men who are trying to pinch their bottoms. Yeah. So morality has changed drastically, and we are so glad that there has been a movement to respect women and kids better. But if you look back at the era when Russell was cracking these jokes these same media companies were competing to try and get him yeah. to go on their channels and host these shows, Big Brother and all that crap, whatever it was. Yeah. So it's it's really complex, isn't it, to analyse? Yes, of course it is. I, 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 don't, I don't think he's crossed the line into the R word. Yeah. Well, the, thing that, the thing that concerns me the most in terms of wondering whether there is evidence out there against him other than he said, she said, is the allegation from the woman who said she went to a R-word crisis center or some kind of yep. medical facility, we need all that documentation to, be, to be produced in a court of law and to be scrutinized. And, you know, obviously, if, if it's true about sending a taxi to the school to pick up the girl, that also needs to be scrutinized. Yeah. Well, that's that's disgusting as well if, if, if that did happen. One, so, one thing that's just been said in the side chat here. Uh, I can't believe you said that, Ron. Pretty disgusting. I'm sure women knew what happened to them. I'm not talking about the cases where an R happens and action is taken immediately. I'm talking about cases where time has passed, there's evidence where there has been consensual, then non-consensual actions, but there's nothing that can be physically proven. And in those cases, we have to be level-headed because and, and and again there's been multiple occasions where women have fabricated stories become obsessed with celebrities feel like they've been mistreated and they go off the rails from it you have to be completely objective in this it's a very difficult topic to cover so i just want you to know that my responses to this are very uh, dialed in on a set 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 amount of circumstances that have happened and it's only relevant to the cases where time has passed, there's been substance, consensual, non-consensual, that that point I made applies to. I'm not saying in every case uh, we should question whether somebody can remember what's happened to them. We've got another Super Chat comment from Pierre. From 2008 to 2021, 11 government MPs were accused or prosecuted for beep crimes, women and kids. None of them lost their jobs or access to income until after trial. And you know what? Sonia Poulton did a documentary about this called Beeps, P-word, in Parliament. And okay. it was it was that documentary that um, drew our attention to her and we got her on the channel. This was, this was years ago now. And that's the thing. It seems like it's just too convenient for this focus on Russell 
when there are dozens, if not hundreds or thousands even, of women and kids every day who are going through these things. Yet our government is doing nothing to increase the sentences or allocate the resources to go after the monsters committing these crimes. They get slaps on the wrist and they're telling us they don't have the resources to go after these people. And that's because it is absolutely not a priority of the government to go after these people. They've no. made the police force into revenue generation. They've made the police force into conforming to an agenda that comes down from the top. And we know this from all the brilliant cops we interview, like John Wedge, etc. They joined to go after the bad guys going after kids. Yeah. But they were told, you've got to do this, got to do that. And when they did try to go after the monsters, they got shut down internally. Yeah. So, yeah, they protect their own, basically, totally pure. When it's them, you know, it's all covered up. When it's someone it's convenient to take out and hang out to dry, that person is sacrificed. Yeah, I completely agree. And it's it goes so much deeper and it's so much real and darker than you can sum up in just a live stream like this. If you're interested in more of the realities uh, of the inner workings of this sort of stuff, make sure you catch the John Wedger series that we do every week, uh, Crime Theory, because we are going into a lot of things that tie similar actions uh, to governments and the police. It's It's sickening. Yeah, absolutely. So comment from the higher kind. Well said, Sean. Tony Blur and the mainstream lied about WMD and yep. so much more. And look at what happened to Dr. Kelly. We did, a, I think it was a one-hour podcast with Norman Baker, if you guys haven't seen that. Uh, he ended up dead. He tried to blow the whistle on this. People should type into... Why do people call Tony Blur a liar? It is damning. Okay. Yeah, maybe we will. We'll check that out, but... It's a very, very good point that you raise because it ties in exactly with what, what Sean said. They protect their own, and often in times with uh, cases involving children, the internal uh, officers who you know aren't part of that club hit out at the fact how badly handled cases are, only for the people who handle them to be promoted and be put in charge of even bigger cases with with kids. It's really much. It's it's so horrible. And like I say, the next few weeks are going to blow your mind with uh, crime theory. So make sure you check it out. All right, I think Ron has got to get to bed now, but I'll continue with the news headlines. So we'll, we'll bump Ron off. Please subscribe to his channel. His link is at the top of the description box below this video. Huge thank you for joining us, Ron. And I thank shall you. go over the headlines of everybody that's come about because of this breaking news. Take care, my friend. I appreciate that. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Cheers. Bye. All right, looking at what's come out then. Since Russell Brand has posted his second video on his channel since last Friday. And we have got the mail. Russell Brand breaks silence after being accused of R word and SA, says he has faced an extraordinary and distressing week. Over the last week, several women have come forward to make allegations against him, which they claim happened at the height of his fame. This is how the mail is reporting on it. The shocking claims said to have happened between 2003 and 2013 include the R word in LA in 2013 and an SA on a 16-year-old schoolgirl. He has denied the allegations um, and he posted the video on Friday. 
But now, tonight, he's come out and talked about how it's been an extraordinary and distressing week. He's thanking you very much for your support and for questioning the information that you have been presented with. He says, by now you're probably aware that the British government has asked big tech platforms to censor our online content and that some online platforms have complied with that request. What you may not know is that this happens in the context of the Online Safety Bill, which is a piece of UK legislation that grants sweeping surveillance and censorship powers, and it's a law that's already been passed. I also don't imagine that you've heard of the Trusted News Initiative, and now as often is the case where a word like trusted is used part of an acronym to describe an unelected body, trust is the last thing that you should be offering. I also don't imagine you've heard as the Trusted News Initiative um, is a collaboration between big tech and legacy media organizations to target, patrol, choke, and shut down the independent media organizations like this one. And then at the end, he calls for people to tune in to his rumble on Monday. Uh, another headline here, Russell Brand breaks his silence after distressing week. And we've got one that's just come out 16 minutes ago. So they are continuing the attacks against him. So Platel's people, this is also from the mail, will this clip from Brand's own show be what finally sinks him? Comedian admitted exposing himself to a woman in a BBC building in Los Angeles. Right, let's see what they've got about this. The woman, known as Olivia, worked in a company that shared offices with the BBC. She claims she went to the bathroom to get some medication, only to discover that Russell was standing behind her. She alleges he said, Oh, I think you're a bit of all right. I'm going to F you. She replied, No, you're not. Then, she alleges, Russell pulled out his privates and served it to me, oh, and said, and serve it to me as you would serve someone some food. The door was shut. She felt trapped and frightened. He left when his colleagues knocked at the door. She texted a BBC worker about the incident and was told Brand was already bragging about it in the studio. He then went on to record a 35-second exchange with co-host Matt Morgan saying to Brand, it's been 25 minutes since he showed his beep to a lady. A laughing re Brand replied, very easy to judge, very easy to judge. Morgan ends by saying he got told off ringing a bell. Minutes later, he's showing off his beep accompanied by Russell's laughter. The pre-recorded item went out on the BBC in June 2008. Olivia found the original clip on the show and gave it to Sky, which, and it's now all over social media. Is this proof, erred on his own radio show, that Russell exposed himself to her, that there was nothing conceivably consensual about him pulling out his words after blocking her in a lavatory saying he wanted to F her. Could it be the BBC radio clip that finally sinks 
Russell brand. So it seems to me like they're armed with the teeth with follow-up stories that are going to come out on the back of Russell putting out his video this evening and that this is gonna just going to run for days on end. I imagine by the time that we wake up tomorrow there's going to be tons more stories on this and I'll probably be doing some mid to late afternoon reporting. Let me just see if anything has come out in the next, um, in the last couple of minutes. Um, nothing else other than that, other than everybody repeating the story that he's posted a second video. All right, so huge thank you, everybody, for staying with us. I do have some JFK um, streams coming out, and I will check right now where they're at because this one has overrun. But I will check that they are premiering, and if they're not, I will fix that right away. And um, hope to see some of you tomorrow in the chat. Much love and respect wherever you are in the world.